Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate, and we're going to talk a little bit of Ducks hockey. Just a just a smidge because it's the bye week, so there isn't really anything to talk about. Which, on the bright side, this is going to be the most positive episode all season because we have <laughs> no, absolutely nothing bad to say about the Ducks this time. <laughs> we, yeah, we, not we, right we now. Uh, okay, so yeah. so sorry, not to interrupt. Uh, can you turn your your input up a little bit? I think that's what it might be actually. Oh, maybe. Just from yeah. off air talk, playing the the intro, you're a little quiet as we wait for for Carter to figure his shit out. How's that? Try again. Hello, hello. Hey, hey, oh, hey. Yeah, that's way, that's way better. Yeah, okay, cool. Maybe even just like a slight bit more. I don't know. Where, where do you normally have it? I, I haven't touched it, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, turn All your right. headphones up, maybe. I don't know. Could I have them where they normally are, too. I got them yeah, actually crank that higher than that. Get my voice into your ear holes. <laughs> Inject it in your veins. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you threw off my rhythm. Thanks. Now we just got to start. Sorry, over. man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm good. sorry. Do you want me to replay? <laughs> no, that's no, all good. <laughs> Let's roll with it. Roll. We'll, we'll go. Um, yeah, we got a little bit of duck stuff to talk about. We got. We'll talk the All Star game a little bit. Uh, Gulls update because they're still playing. Uh, we promised that we would talk about the new Follow Boy music. Do yes, a little uh, so excited for Black it. Report unplucked segment in there. Get uh, get that going. It's been a, I don't a know while since be, we've done that. So yeah, I don't know if I should be proud about this or not. I put more time into like my notes for Fall Out Boy discussion tonight than I have for the test that I have to write tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are just more important than others, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, human Which resource we, management is is important, but. Oh. Fall Out Boy is important to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, okay, like what actually is it though? Because like it might be, might be important for like, you know, your future career, but human resource management, like for you, like I'm not saying that's not important in general. I don't want to offend the human resource, the HR people that are out there because <laughs> that's, that's the last people you want to offend. But uh, for you, like, fuck, who cares? Just, yeah, as long as they're on my side, that's, that's, more what I care about. Yeah, so exactly. I, I just, will do oh, some just studying listen. after we're done no, this just, as well as before I write the test tomorrow. But in no, case my parents are listening, just, I know just I'm 26 and I'm in my eighth year of university still, but like just in case, just know that I, I, I am trying. <laughs> no, no, just break out the uh, the jean jacket and the black pants and put a uh, put follow boy on and just lay on your bed and like scream. You just described just like the my good old days. outfit every other day except today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you realize that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do like the, I guess, what Patrick Stump wears like the dad hat or the fedora, depending on what uh, what era you're looking at as well. Mm-hmm. I can't do the fedora. You know that I can maybe do no, the dad o- hat. No, only though. certain people can do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, you, know what, you know what I didn't do? I was, I have a Follow Boy poster literally acr- like on the other side of the camera. Oh, you're going to put it behind you. I should have. <laughs> I, I really should have. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I did that when we talked about Follow Boy previously because we did like a top five or something or like ranked the albums. I don't remember what we did for that one, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I moved the poster over here and it probably fell off the wall at some point too because... I Oh, actually, actually yeah. No, now that you say it fell off, yeah, I think you yeah, did do that actually. I think so, yeah. <laughs> it's coming back to me now, but yeah, it's it's right over there. So Nice. Okay, so I'm going to start off the show. I okay. told you I'm already changing up the outline a little bit. I'm injecting something going, else here. Just because board. Uh, as we're doing this, I do have the Calgary Hitman versus the Regina Pats game on. They're showing it on uh, TSN, national broadcast for a uh, major junior game. Uh, but it's Connor Bedard, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, of course I want to take a look at the future Anaheim Duck 
star. Um, I want to read you guys some numbers quick here that are just ridiculous. So the Regina Pats, the team that Connor Bedard is on, is currently on a road trip uh, of Western Canada. And uh, Kami Kepek, uh, or Kep, Kep? I hope I'm saying that right from uh Probably from not. Global <laughs> News in Calgary. Um she was saying that she uh on, on Twitter there she put crunch some numbers uh on Alberta WHL attendance to see what crowds are like at a typical game this season versus when Connor Bedard is visiting. <laughs> I expected a major bump on the Pats first post World Juniors road trip, but I didn't think it would be this significant. So we'll start with the game that's going on right now uh, against the Calgary Hitmen. So um the Hitman play at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, the same building as the Calgary Flames. Uh, the average attendance for a Hitman game is 3,512. Which is about, it's probably like most of the lower bowl, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's a good but, chunk of the lower bowl. So, But yeah, yeah they, they usually only open the lower bowl for that and mm -hmm. uh, Wranglers games as well, the AHL team. Yeah. Um, they had to open the second bowl as well as press level seating. Oh, They shit. sold out tonight's game. Are you serious? They sold out the entire Damn. Saddle Dome. The Calgary Flames have only done that three or four times this season. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so you guys should be tanking for Bedard, hey? Yeah, exactly, apparently. Um, in Edmonton, where uh, the Oil Kings play at the Oilers Arena of Rogers Place, um, average attendance there is 5,184. Um, and uh, on December 4th, uh, when they had played in Edmonton, it was 8,264. But again, that was before the World Juniors. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, the Pats will then be in Red Deer to play the Rebels. Average attendance there is about uh, 3,800. Um, and uh, when the Pats came through, they sold or they had 7,300 uh, people. Uh, in attendance, which is a franchise regular season record now. Damn. Uh, going to our hometown of Medicine Hat, the average attendance there is uh, about 2,200 for a game, uh, and it's poised currently for the highest attended game of the season on uh, February 22nd, uh, capacity of 7,000. Wow. So they're, they're just... It, it's not sure where exactly, but that's where they're hmm. headed for. And then where we are uh, right now in Lethbridge uh, with the Hurricanes, their average attendance is uh, a little over, or, yeah, a little under uh, 3,200. Uh, and currently they are uh, selling overflow tickets only uh, for Friday's game. The arena capacity is 5,900. The uh, I, I checked actually just before we started recording, and they uh, they they're sold like they're not selling overflow tickets anymore because probably fire code, and they're like, no, we literally can't let any more people. Yeah, in they the they probably so, hit that like like the like the building capacity, not seating capacity, building yeah, capacity. Yeah, yeah so, so so we might be getting those uh, uh, resale tickets <laughs> if we really want to go. Yeah, that is absolutely ridiculous. Not the so. not the three hundred and fifty dollars ones. Fuck that guy. The other no, one. screw that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three hundred and fifty dollars for four tickets for Major Junior. No. And if you want the it's, pair, it's two hundred. Yeah, a like hundred dollars. Like no, no, I'm sorry. Even like even for Connor Bedard, that is a little ridiculous. That's, that's that little makes much. sense for an NHL game. Oh sure, yeah. And that's a that's a deal for an NHL game. Two like lower bowl tickets for two hundred bucks. That's pretty damn good, actually. Yeah. 
you, depending you, on where you, you are you never see spot. that yeah like yeah, like not, up where we are you literally never see that but like i don't know down yeah. in the states you might so just absolutely ridiculous yeah. so it's uh yeah <sighs> pretty cool so. and also hello curtis i see you uh popped in the chat here welcome what's going on oh all right so yeah um yeah i guess let's uh get into some ducks Stuff the only here? duck stuff. The, literally the only small little ducks thing. Which do we play the music for it? Yeah, I guess it's still the it's still like news yeah. and that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So on our last episode, we talked for a good chunk of it about the whole Zegris Stetcher uh, stuff that was going on and what potentially was or wasn't said that just caused Stetcher to go into a fit of rage, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um, and there was obviously lots of speculation on Twitter about it, and we just kind of, you know, we're like, well, we're not totally sure what exactly was said. No one's come out and said anything. Um, yeah, everyone everyone suddenly uh, became a professional lip reader. I didn't realize yeah. that's what the majority of hockey fans decided to do with their time during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> learn, learn how to read lips professionally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we uh, we talked about that, and then pretty much right as soon as we were done recording, or like within the hour that we were done recording, uh, the there's someone that was, uh, I guess who was it here? Craig Morgan um, of Phoenix Sports and the NHL Network um, did a, a little digging and cleared up what was said. So kind of, or at least what wasn't said. We'll say that. Yeah, so uh, Morgan had tweeted, uh, I can confirm via the Coyotes that Anaheim forward Trevor Zegers did not say anything about Troy Stetcher's father during their dust-up last night, but per a team source, he crossed the line with, quote, some very inappropriate comments. Uh, Stetcher has declined comment on the topic. So, yeah, uh, which was then also followed um, a couple days later by Andy Strickland of, uh, oh, excuse me, um, of uh, Bali Sports West and 590 The Fan in uh, St. Louis um, where he said like can confirm a previous report that Anaheim's Trevor Zegers did not make any comments to uh, Coyotes D-man Troy Stetcher about his late father. Uh, pretty strong accusation to make about someone especially when it isn't true. My favorite part I think about all of this is not the fact that so many people were just ready to jump down his throat Right. Like, like we, we talked about, okay, if that is what was said kind of here in this, right. Yeah. So many people are just willing to just jump straight down and just go after Zegris and his character and whatnot. Um, and then when it's shown that, Hey, we talked to somebody in regards to this, who, you know, is in talks with Stetcher as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, thing that everybody's saying was said was not what was said. Okay, so here here it is from a source. That's not what was said. And it's suddenly because like there, there's no big conspiracy, everybody, as I do the Donald Trump hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a conspiracy. Um <laughs> that like I was seeing different things of like, oh yeah, they're like, you know, the NHL told Stetcher just to drop it because you know, of like revenue sharing. And I was like, you know, the ducks don't make a whole lot of money either. Right. Like they yeah, favor like pretty heavily out of that too. Yeah. Like they're like, one well, of the not least as much revenue the generating teams. And, and I'm just like, league. okay, 
But like, let's think about this here for a second. All right. We've had in the last three games, especially between the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks, there's been a lot of bad blood, right? Which is part Mm -hmm. of the reason I was saying on the last episode, I'm so excited for these two teams to actually get good and meet each other in the playoffs because Mm -hmm. these are going to be fantastic games to watch. Or at least just play meaningful games. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just anything. Exactly. And so, like, these two teams do not like each other, right? And even yeah. go back to that very first one with the Troy Terry and Jay Beagle thing and the whole skilling it up that, you know, gave us T-shirts uh, to put in our merch store, which you can go check that out, by the way, at tqrshop.myspreadshop.com. Um, shameless plug there. Uh, we, we saw interviews after the fact, right, that, you know, even included Zegers. I'm just like, yeah, you, like, like, these guys aren't... Um, What's what's the term? They're not sugarcoating it, right? Yeah. They're they're showing how they feel about each other, like as teams, right? Let alone individuals. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that if even just like without the whole context of the NHL, if Stetcher if that was said about Stetcher's father, which again, it was not, it has been clarified that it was not that, mm-hmm. right? But if that was the case, I highly doubt Stetcher's gonna go. Yeah, no, tell them that that's not what it was. Yeah, he's, he's like, just he's like, gonna be just, like, yeah, no, sweep it under the rug for the betterment of the said. league. Yeah, yeah like exactly. That's, he literally has no reason to. There's, no. there's zero benefit. Yeah, and that. everyone's like, going like, oh, like, the, the, and the other one is like, oh, the NHL uh, wants to make sure that like the, the image of their golden boy is all good. I'm like, you want to know how many people are lined up in front of Trevor Zegris in the NHL's eyes for marketing whether it's you know the typical nhl marketing of their players mm-hmm. which isn't great or otherwise that like is in front of trevor zegris mm-hmm. austin matthews connor mcdavid like just to name off like sydney a couple crosby. there alex. sydney crosby alex Ove- oh was that me yeah Hello? that was you <laughs> are you sure yeah, yeah okay. pretty, anyway i don't know but yeah, so like there's there's four guys right there and then trevor zegris right like he, he's yeah. not at the front of the list for any of this yeah. Right? Like, it's... It, I don't know. Everyone's just... They're just... It's a lot of people just not wanting to admit that they're wrong about mm. lip-reading. Or <laughs> or it's people that, like, literally have nothing else better to do. Honestly. Like, it's Honestly. like, seriously, just, like, just go outside for, like, two minutes. Just to, like, feel the sun. Of- Obviously, it's been Ooh. way too long. I think... Hold on. Give me a sec. Dude, okay. Carry the conversation for a sec. I'll, yeah, I'll sure. Sounds good. Let, let, um, let me do there's the actually N64 a... blow it out technique here. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> blow on it, shove it back in, right? <laughs> um, as uh, as Carter's doing that here, um, I'm trying to find this tweet from uh, uh, from uh, Sweet Annie OD. Um, it, it might be way too far back to to find it now, but there was. Oh, no, actually, sure enough, I just scrolled fast enough about it. Um, nice. Yeah, now people are out here saying the Coyotes are covering up for Zegris. Touch grass, I beg of you. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, no, I had seen that one. Yeah, that's, that's fucking awesome. Like, Don't just, touch grass, please. Yeah, and, and he just summed it up right there. Like, what reason do the Arizona Coyotes have for covering this up? Right? Literally none. Like yeah. I said, like, I got, had somebody go, like, oh, revenue sharing. Well, yeah, the, the Ducks are, like, third in line for that. Yeah. What else do you got? Oh, they want to protect the image of the golden boy. There's other people that they would rather market, as evident from the NHL All-Star game. Yeah. What else do you got? Oh, well, this, and honestly, that's for was... sure. Someone even said, like, on Craig Morgan's thing, it's like, look at it again. That's exactly what he said. 
Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, he was hmm. clearly saying your dad's up there watching, and everyone's just like, "You realize what you just commented on, right?" Yeah. Was the report saying no? That's not what he said. <laughs> yeah, like it's I don't know. It, whatever. It's please touch grass yeah, if you are one of those people who still thinks that. Now, in terms of the, um, it was uh, some very inappropriate comments. That falls in line, and I don't feel mm -hmm. like I really need to reiterate it to the extent that I had on Sunday's episode. But I did talk about how Trevor Zegers, yes, does need to mature, mm -hmm. right? Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, that's. I agree. And, 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 yeah. and unless we, you know, unless Stetcher or the NHL comes out with what exactly was said, the the story's done. Yeah. Quit trying like, to force and, a narrative that yeah. there's no evidence there for. They're, they're Please, not going everybody. to either. Like, why? Like, there's, there's no, like, they're, like, they're definitely not going to do it. For anyone that's sitting around being like, you need to tell us what happened, right? Like, what was said right now. It's like, they're literally never going to do that. If, no. if your sweet baby virgin ears had ever heard a single, like, chirp from an NHL, or like probably half the chirps from an NHL bench, you would be unbelievably offended like there is like some of the oh. shit that those guys say is like just miles inappropriate and i'm not saying it's right but like yeah. because it, it's probably not but it's just like yeah you you don't want to know what was said Let, like, let's like, just okay, say that. like <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna clarify that for a second because i feel like somebody might take it wrong but i know this isn't yeah. the way you're meaning the comments of NHL players are like the church between NHL players that would offend you that aren't racist, misogynistic, yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's a hundred percent true. A lot of the clips that you see out there that are like the uncensored of what NHL players are saying to each other. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is, is out there for a reason because that's the stuff that's deemed okay. Yeah, exactly. Much. Yeah. So, like when, when say like guys, like, like that's Drew the stuff relatively. Yeah. Yeah, when when the NHL posts a video on YouTube of like Drew Doughty mic'd up versus the San Jose Sharks, there's a reason the video is only like 45 seconds to a minute long. It's exactly. because that's literally all they can take. <laughs> I, I can actually give you, a, if you want to go with Drew Doughty and the LA Kings verse or whatever and yeah, mic'd sure. up yeah. against the Calgary Flames, I forget what year and who he was saying to. Probably uh, Kachuk because I know they had a pretty good beef. No, I think this was, was before Kachuk was around oh, really? even. Um but uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things that I've ever seen Drew Doughty say. I will, f I'll fucking fuck you up, bud. <laughs> yeah, like and that's like, the, that's the tame stuff. <laughs> that that is literally the tip of the iceberg. So yes, thank you for clarifying that. Like yeah. <laughs> there, there has been instances where like a, and that's a mic stuff has that's picked up, or or even yeah. not. Like even if just a referee has like heard someone say, you know, racist or other homophobic like slurs or like anything. Yeah, like they that. deal with it. And, and they deal with it. Like, even if it's not like somebody picked it up on social media, if it's like, like sometimes it just happens. It's like this person has been fine for comments made during the game. People are like, what the fuck did they say? And like somebody who was like at the game sitting behind the bench is like, I heard him, I heard this word get yelled. And I was like, what the, what was that? So like, yeah, exactly. you can kind of piece and even it together then you that way. And even then you might even heard it correctly, right? So. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's who knows if that person was even at the game because like, they just have like no profile picture and their name is like John on Twitter. It's like you, there's literally no proof that like yeah, you exactly. literally could have and, just said that for attention. So. Yeah. And, and, and you look at their profile, they have uh, one follower and they joined, um, well, today's February 1st as we're doing this and they joined uh, February, 2023. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So like it's you, you, you really don't know. But so the NHL does yeah. crack down on like the the stuff that has absolutely no place in the world at all. But that doesn't mean that offensive things aren't still said. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. There are some things within the NHL and how it organizes things that I think that they definitely have their fingers into in one way or another, swaying it. If you want to go with the draft, go with the draft. Um, but whether it's, you know, like all-star voting, right? Like the, like the mm -hmm. fan vote, that, that could have just been whatever. Like, I'm not saying that the fans there's, there's didn't. There's literally no proof, yeah. <laughs> but that's something I kind of question, right? Um mm -hmm considering how one of the last times that the NHL had a fan vote, how that went over. And then they put rules in place of, Hey, we're not going to have a John Scott situation again. Um, which I watched a, a video on that the other day, actually. And like all the behind the scenes stuff that went on with that. And it was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, covering up a player's comments are something that the NHL is getting their hands into for the Arizona coyotes and the Anaheim ducks. So, yeah, probably not. Anyways, <laughs> we'll uh, take the tinfoil hats off, I think, for now. And, uh, you know, let the lizard people that oversee the show, you know, crawl back <laughs> to the sewers for the evening while we wrap up here. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, you'd mentioned the All-Star Game already that is happening just in a few days here over the weekend. Friday, Saturday is when the festivities take place down in Florida. Yeah. Um, Recently, as well, not that this relates to the Anaheim Ducks, but it does kind of affect the All-Star game and the Pacific Division. Uh, Bo Horvat was traded from Vancouver to the New York Islanders. This was on Monday. Um, Bo Horvat obviously named to the uh, Pacific Division All-Star team as the Vancouver rep. Um, I believe, yeah, the only Vancouver rep. Um, and The only one I thought, like, I thought Pedersen was going. Or do I have that mixed up? Oh, was he the other one? Oh, I could I could be wrong. I'm taking a look right now. Because they named uh, one for oh, each yeah. team, and then yeah, Pedersen's going as well. I think Horvat got in on the fan vote, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah, that's how. It yeah, worked. Yeah. For some reason, I thought uh, um, L.A. had two people going. Uh, no, L.A. only. Yeah, it just has Kevin Fiala going. Oh, okay. Right, because the the fan vote got in. Um, Got in Horvat and then Drysaddle and Skinner from the Oilers. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, Horvat was supposed to go play for Team Pacific. He got traded. No one's really sure what's going to happen there. Um, but it sounds like uh, this is from Greg Wyshynski of ESPN, who pretty reliable source says that Horvat will still play for the Pacific Division, but will represent the New York Islanders. So like during the skills competition, we'll probably wear an Islanders. Well, not probably. He will wear an Islanders jersey. Um, and then I, I guess probably the patch on the jersey will be an Islanders one. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a really interesting jersey because um, I guess I should have grabbed a, a picture of the All-Star jerseys. But um, if you haven't seen them, they're beautiful for one. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the crests are Eastern and Western Conference for the first time since... Oh, I, I saw the year earlier. Uh, it, it's been a it's been a while. A while I, yeah, I can just say sure. that. Um, but uh, so it's going to be, uh, yeah, Horvat's going to be wearing a Western Conference jersey that has a New York Islanders patch on the shoulder. 
It's going to be one of a kind, for sure. Yeah. It definitely and, will be. It's, I mean, given any other circumstance, that's a, I'm returning this jersey to whatever store because they put the wrong thing on here. Yeah. <laughs> or right. they gave me the wrong jersey and put the right yeah. stuff on there or whatever. So. If, if anyone ordered a Horvat Western Conference jersey, then they should be sending it back and saying, no, it, it's the wrong one. No, if they ordered a, if, if they ordered a Western Conference jersey, that is correct. But with a Vancouver patch on the shoulder, that's incorrect now. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. I I don't know. I th- well, I mean, they could still. Uh, and I guess the number is different too. I would assume that he would have worn uh, fifty three uh, at the All Star game, but he is now number fourteen, if I remember off the top of my head. Oh really? With the and Islanders, does somebody so... have fifty three in? Uh, or does no, he just want to change? It's, it's it's a it's no. It's, I think it's a Lou Lamorello rule that he doesn't like anybody wearing anything higher than forty. I think he's only ever had two exceptions in his really? time as a GM. There's nobody there that's way, worn higher than forty. Not with Lou Lamorello there. I don't like, think. Like currently, yeah. I mean, like currently, there's nobody higher than forty. I've literally never noticed that. Let me. Yeah, here. Let me. Let me pull it up here. We'll we'll take a look. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, that that was a thing that I'd see. It was like that Lamorello doesn't like high numbers, so he caps it at 40. If you get something higher, it's because you're a rookie. Huh. And then your actual number is lower when you are on the team. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Uh yeah, let's take Man, a there's look. There's so many here. of those stupid rules that like I I don't get why someone doesn't just tell Lou to kick rocks. Like if if I was Bo Horvat and I was like, no, I'm wearing 53. Like, what's what's Lou Lamorell going to do? Be like, oh, okay, then you're not playing because yeah, like, right. we literally just traded three top assets for you, and now we're just going to like not play you because I'm forcing you to wear 53. Like, what what blackmail does he have on Bo Horvat already that he's like, <laughs> no, like you're wearing you're something lower than 40, or I'm releasing this naked picture of you online. Like, what is it? Yeah. I, I don't get it. Like. Um, okay, I'm trying to find where this is now because I realized looking at the roster, um, the two players above 40, that part of it was correct, but it's not during Lou's entire time as a GM. It's mm-hmm. on this roster. Um, he, where is it here? Um, oh, but yeah, so it's, uh, oh yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. From Gord Miller. That's how, uh, that's who it was. Um, mm. so yeah, among many, uh, the many lose rules, uh, from Lou Lamorello, uh, although this one has some wiggle room, he doesn't like numbers higher than 40. Two exceptions are currently on the roster. Casey Sezikis, uh, mm-hmm. number 53 predates Lamorello with the Islanders. And, uh, okay. John Gabriel Pajot, number 44 was allowed to keep his number from Ottawa. If you look at the roster otherwise, the highest number is uh, goaltender Semyon Varlamov at number mm-hmm. 40. That okay. is it. That hmm. is the highest number. So I guess those make sense because if, uh, I guess if like Horvat was any other number that wasn't 53 but was higher than 40, he would probably be allowed to keep it because they let Pajot keep his 44, I guess. So I guess like it only applies to new players in the league i suppose yeah and if i'm i feel like there's a reason that pajot wears like 44 specifically 
besides like a oh it's my it's like a, like a favorite number or one that I grew up wearing yeah. kind of thing like I think there's a like a story behind it mm-hmm. um but uh yeah so but yeah um, he would have had to change anyways I guess if Sezikis had 53 yeah exactly so, so if uh if you happen to have ordered a Western Conference Bo Horvat Vancouver Canucks All-Star jersey with number 53 on it um you, you might want to go see if you can get that fixed Otherwise, you have a bit of a gem there because it will never be worn. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I I kind of like jerseys that like are those ones that like are never worn, but like you could, if if you were like ballsy enough to buy them like right away, then it kind of pays off. Yeah, like, like say like the Sabers McDavid jerseys where people are like, oh, he's coming here, and they get the jersey, and then there's only like probably really only a few of them in existence because people are nuts. Um, yeah. <laughs> or only like a few people are, are that nuts. Or but, or more recently, uh, the Montreal Canadiens Shane Wright jerseys. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll be Bedard, like Coyotes ones and Bedard Columbus and Ducks. I got my like, Anaheim one being made right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's a safe bet though. <laughs> uh um, I don't know, man. If we're talking NHL controversy from earlier, if you want to go back to the 2005 draft when Anaheim got screwed out of the number one pick for Sidney Crosby and only got Bobby <laughs> fucking Ryan at number two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. I, I guess technically, though, um, just going back to the jersey thing at the All-Star game, Horvat could wear an Eastern Conference jersey playing on team pacific because there's like they're only selling one of them as home and one of them as away and i don't remember i, I guess is it the home like the uh, eastern east, ones that are home east because is the black yeah yeah because florida is in the east makes sense yeah. um but obviously they're gonna have to have black and white ones for each um each conference because the first two matchups of the day are west versus west and east versus east yeah so there Which is, is why be I wish so. they would have sold both because I personally yeah, right? like the black one. Yeah, a exactly. Lot. Me too. I don't want to buy the away Western Conference yeah. one, but I so I mean, like I've always gone for the darker jerseys. Not like not saying that I wouldn't get the white one. I'm just terrified when I'm wearing a white jersey personally that like I'm yeah. gonna like make a mess on it or something like that. Like get I'm not, not a messy get nacho person, cheese but, all over. Like, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. Like you're gonna have a it's gonna be like some kind of accident or something like that and. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I tend to slot beer on myself when I go to hockey games. So wearing that is true. Not a great that idea, is true. I've been to enough hockey games with you to know that. It literally always happens too. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I do kind of get it, but like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess technically, at least where where we get our jerseys. Yeah, I guess we can plug them. They're cool. Um, ha, no pun intended. Cool hockey. Um, <laughs> like they they're all, well. Oh no, I guess not. I was like, oh, you could just like get the name on like the like if you wanted to get say who's it Kadri for the flames yeah or we'll say terry if you wanted to get a troy terry reverse retro i was like oh you could just get it on the the dark reverse retro but then just like do a custom name and put in terry 19 and then just ask him to put the duck patch on but then i was like oh wait it's still gonna say eastern conference on yeah the exactly so, <laughs> so you'd have to do like you'd have to do like a whole like surgery thing on it take off the eastern conference packet uh or patch yeah uh crest not patch um yeah get somebody else to get somebody to put it on there unless you can do it yourself professionally and yeah whatever yeah it's just it would be a lot of work but yeah exactly so but i mean yeah technically it could work so um 
Yeah, and then you had uh, another thing curious that you were curious about for the All Star game. And then you can. Yeah, so specifically within Greg Wyshynski's tweet here, um, he says Bo Horvat will remain on the Pacific Division All Star team, uh, but will wear a Islanders reverse retro jersey during skills. That's the part that caught my attention as mm-hmm. a jersey nut. Islanders reverse retro jersey during skills. So the 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 All-Star jerseys themselves are a reverse retro off of the All-Star jerseys worn between I believe it's 94 to 97. I'm double checking that right now as we speak. Oh, look at me go 94 to 97. Nice. Um See, this is the knowledge that I retain, not the stuff that I need for my test tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so I see Andrew's in the chat saying, yo, I'm here. Hey, what's going Hello, on, Andrew? Andrew? Um, but uh, so, yeah, the the all-star jerseys themselves are reverse retros. And it kind of had me like with that tweet from Machinsky is that like, is that just kind of like a mess up in what he's saying? Or are all the representatives for the skills competition also wearing the reverse retro jerseys? I would be surprised. Are we going to get to see them all didn't. on the yeah. ice except for Seattle, I guess. Um, Why not Seattle? Oh, the, because Maddie Veneers got hurt, and so they're sending. Oh. Um, uh, uh, who is it from? Uh, from Vegas, Chandler Stevenson. From they're sending Chandler Stevenson from Vegas to take Maddie Veneers' spot. So the Seattle Kraken are the only team to not be represented at the All Star Game coming up this year. Hmm. That's. That's dumb. They did that with uh, the Ducks a few years ago, too, because they were going to send, uh, I, th- I think it was Silverberg like, a few years back, and then yeah. he got hurt, and then they just picked someone else, and it was like, you you couldn't pick someone else from the Ducks, like Raquel or Fowler. Like, they weren't having as great of seasons as Silverberg or any of the other guys, sure, but, like, th- it's literally the only team not represented. Like, how how do you do that? So there was a little bit that can't... I forget who had the tweet, otherwise I'd I'd find it. Um, but there was a like a thing put out as to why uh, there wasn't a Kraken uh, filling in for the Kraken spot for Matty Beniers. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the Kraken had left on Saturday after they played their uh, last game. They mm-hmm. like went from whatever game that they were doing onto different flights, whatever for vacations. Like they all left directly they're, they're after the game. All gone. Oh wow! Yeah, and none of them wanted to uh, interrupt their holiday for the All Star game. Fair enough. I get it, but at the same time, it kind of raises the question of: Okay, this is the NHL All Star game, right? This used to be like this was like an honor to be a part of, but has it become that much of a sham or that that players are just like, no, I will skip the All Star game? I, I'm given a chance and I'm going to say no. Yeah. Like Alex Ovechkin was an exception, I would say. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's a guy who was like, no, I would rather take the break to go and get a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Once Ovechkin got his Stanley Cup, he's been coming to the All Star game now. Yeah. Right. Um, but for everybody else, it's especially like even younger guys or whatever. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It kind of just like, what, like it, it kind of raises the question of what do the players think about the All Star Game? Yeah, I mean it's like they probably had like a bar to be set. Like they weren't going to ask like the twelfth 
forward on the depth chart. Like, oh, hey, we called everybody else ahead of you. We called all other 11 forwards and the six defensemen and the and even the goalies and asked if they just wanted to play out. And they all said no. So, like, will you please come to the All-Star game, whoever their 12th forward is? Like, they're not. I don't think they're going to do that. They probably called, like, the top six. So, like, Eberle, Gord, Schwartz. Um, here, I, I have it here if you want. So Matty Beniers yeah, sure. was is third on the team in points. So if, if we're if we're judging all stars sure. based on points, in front of Beniers there's Andre Burakovsky and Jordan Neverly. Okay, yeah, and then so, they might have just said no, which is fair. And then you have Vince Dunn, Jared mm-hmm. McCann, and Yenny Gord. Tell me, all of those guys were like, "No, screw the All Star game. I want to go on my vacation." Like, I'm not. I'm not potentially. Oh no, they they did. Oh well, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, someone yeah. from Seattle would be going. But yeah. it's just like, man, you're telling me that those guys all said no. Well, that, I like, mean, yeah, I, I would rather go lay on a beach than go be named an NHL All Star, which is or was, I guess, a very high honor at one point. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Like, 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 you're- like I was going to say, like, it, the NHL All Star Game has changed a lot since we were kids, even, right? Yeah. And like it. it it is one criticism that I have as well. I'm I'm not overly a fan. I understand like the whole representation aspect of it, mm-hmm. right? Of having one from every team. But if you're going to have that be in place, you better make sure that you can get one guy at least from every yeah. team. Yeah, like you Otherwise, either need to do get it or you, rid of the rule. you don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you either do it or you don't, I think. So and if, like, so if and, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to name someone from every team unless they get hurt and then we're going to say, fuck it. Then it's like, okay, then... What's the point? Like, just say, exactly. fuck it to begin with. And just say, you know what? Let's look at the standings. These are the best, um, however many players and the top, I guess, eight goalies or six goalies, whatever. And, like, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's who we're going to send. Like, then sure, do that. But, like... Yeah, exactly. Just, like, Just pick one, you know? Yeah, and now you or somebody else might question if I'm okay right now after I say this. Um... Troy Terry at what is he th- 39 40 or I think 42 points if I remember offhand 42 actually. now I think 42 yeah. um does he deserve to go more than Zach Hyman who's got 60 points on the season in 49 games for the Edmonton Oilers yeah like right probably, like <laughs> probably not yeah like <laughs> yeah no like I see your point like is Troy Terry good yes Troy Terry, Troy Terry is very, is very good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um but like is he deserving of going to an all-star game over take your pick there's probably one from the other seven teams in the division that you could say are or make the argument at least that are more deserving than troy terry so like yes it's great that he's an all-star and yes he probably deserves or and yes like we're happy that he's going there and he is without a doubt the best player on the team this season but he's going because the nhl has the representation rule yeah exactly so Without it, he wouldn't be going. Yeah. Um, the the other point I was going to make as well was, let, let's paint the picture a little bit here. Well, just a small picture. All right. Let, let's let's do a little sketch here. So, you are going on a vacation to Mexico, and you're leaving on Saturday. Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm ready. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you so you fly out. And 
you land and you check into the hotel and one of the, what are they called? Bellhops or whatever. There's like, sure. Let me take your bags, sir. And they take and they, they take your bags, put them on a cart, hand you a pina colada and say, your bags will be up in the room. Go have fun. Yeah. And so you go, you lay on the beach and you're like, ah, oh, this is nice. And then you put your feet up and you're like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this sweet moment. And you pull out your phone to take a picture of your feet with your pina colada, just like everybody does when they go to Mexico, just to post on Instagram. And before you can hit the snap button, you're getting a call from Gary Bettman himself. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I better answer this. Oh, hey, there's the ocean if it's Bettman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or somebody, somebody from the NHL. Yeah, yeah. Bettman's the only one I care enough to know his name because he sucks. <laughs> As everyone else. Bill Daly. We'll say Bill Daly. It was probably, realistically, he was probably making the calls and people like him. So you pick up the phone and they're like, hey, we, uh, we know you're, you're on vacation probably, but like, you want to you wanna come play some more hockey? Are you, like, real, like you've got the pina colada in hand. You got to go track down the bellhop and say, hey, never mind, bring my bags back. I got to catch a flight. Are you, like, do you really want to do that to go play, like, at like 20 minutes, maybe 40 if you're lucky of hockey. And then just like the day before that, you got to pass a puck into a little net or like break okay, some let's... styrofoam target. Like, does that really sound appealing when you're on a beach and the waves are cr- coming at you and you got a pina colada in your hand? Let's remember the location here of this year's All-Star game though. Hey, I'm going to go from one beach and pina coladas to another beach where I'm going to have adoring fans yeah, but you're not going to, and be then be able beach. to go to the beach after I'm done my little my my little showcase for the night because I'm in fucking Sunrise, Florida. To be already paid it's to in be Florida. You already paid to be in Mexico, and then also everybody you're who a cares about millionaire. Everybody who cares about the NHL is going to be in Florida, so it's not going to be a relaxing vacation. You're going to set up your umbrella and your like little beach Dude, it's chair. Florida. And- it's the the small amount of worth of the population that's going to be in sunrise this, this isn't supposed to be a slight on on, on florida no, no. or anything like yeah. that but this is just how a, a lot of american markets are in general just like from the eyes of nhl players right mm-hmm. it's you're in sunrise florida there's going to be a yes a chunk of the population especially that's there uh that that's gone down to that spot that might recognize you right yeah. the vast majority otherwise you're just another person no, but I'm I'm thinking like Timmy and his dad from Toronto just, you know, loves. Well, actually, Toronto's a bad example. Timmy and his dad from Vancouver, they hate the Canucks because of all the, the shit that's gone on recently. Timmy is a diehard Seattle Kraken fan because he <laughs> likes squid or something, maybe. I don't know. And he likes squid. Yeah. And uh let's say uh let's say Jordan Eberly is going. And Jordan Eberly's his favorite player because you know, they're both right-handed shots, both Jordan and, and little Timmy here. And yeah. Timmy likes to score goals just like Jordan Eberly does. And he all he can talk about is Jordan Eberly, and he loves watching the highlights. And so Jordan Eberly, who is on the Vancouver beach, or not the Vancouver beach, sorry. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little bit of a difference there. Yeah. I'm sure Dylan the, uh, could tell us that. <laughs> yeah, the Mexico beach, the Mexico <laughs> beach uproots his entire family's vacation so that he can go and sit on a, a Florida beach or play some hockey. And then he's like, okay, whatever. I'll just go to, it's, it's Sunday. My legs are tired because I wasn't expecting to, you know, 
skate on Saturday, so I didn't stretch beforehand. So you go to the sun uh, to the beach on Sunday, and little Timmy and his dad come up, and they're like, "Hey, sorry, Jordan, big fans. Can we get a picture?" And you're like, "You're not going to get that in Mexico, but you're going to get it in Florida because Timmy and his dad came all the way from Vancouver just to watch Jordan Eberle play at the All Star Game." I don't know. You get hardcore enough hockey fans, they'll fucking find you anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I found I, I Cam know. Barker in Elkwater. <laughs> Fair. Well, that's that makes sense. That's like an hour from where he played junior. So, <laughs> forty-five in, minutes in the mid two thousands. <laughs> yeah, so still. he's playing in Europe. <laughs> it's a nice place. <laughs> um. Anyways, so, I found so Lanny you... McDonald at my great grandfather's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. So my my question, the long way of getting there, would you uproot your entire vacation, your nice Mexican beach vacation, to go and do work, the stuff that you do the rest of the year? If I'm Keith Kachuk in the early mid-2000s because the NHL All-Star game means something, yeah, sure. And I'm sure Brady and Matthew are going to love it. If know. I'm Jordan Eberle now, though, I don't think he has kids, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to. The All Star Game is just kind of. It, it's meh. Yeah. I don't. Know. I know I'm better than a lot of those guys. Okay. It's not an All Star Game anymore. It, it's it's the All Star Game in name. Fair. Okay. Um. There's my there's my rant on the All Star yeah. Game this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Let's take a quick break before we transition into slightly more focused. All-Star Game Talk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then we, we will also tie it back to the San Diego Gulls after. And then we also have to talk about... Man, we haven't... We've hit, like, barely anything on this episode. And we're yeah, I was like laughing. Minutes I was laughing when you texted me, yeah, we'll have a shorter episode. And I'm just like, no, we're not. We no, have longer not. episodes when there's nothing to talk about. When we've Honestly. got, like, games and news, we're like, boom, let's hit it all. Let's get it. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when there's, like, less news, we're like, ah, oh, it should be a short episode. we got, like, one or two things. And we'll just, like, you know... Yep bullshit a little bit and then we just <laughs> we've got like literally one two three four five things in the outline and we've hit two of them and like we haven't even really talked about like what's been on our, our notes either so exactly kind of so but. to to reiterate here nate spent the last 10 minutes i spent the last 10 minutes shitting on the all-star game and uh then then we're gonna Take a, we're going to take a break here in a second, and we're going to come back to talking about the All-Star game that I'm probably going to shit on more. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to tell you what's going to happen at the All-Star game and talk about some of the things that we're actually excited for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back in a couple of minutes here, and we'll don't go don't go anywhere. Don't go too far because it's live, so you can't just pause it. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be back in a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, Mom, remember, I can't pause anything that's going live right now. <laughs> this isn't TiVo. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. 
So, what are you waiting for? Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Again, that's code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day, just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon's start at half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycon's, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com THPN. Welcome back, everybody. We got uh, Andrew saying he's watching the Hawks game, the NBA. Nice. So since the I believe the Atlanta Hawks, Hawks I do there. know that. I do know that at least. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I think the Blackhawks are on their bye week as well, or they just weren't playing tonight. Not totally sure. But. Yeah, uh, tonight's the last night of games before the All Star break, uh, and all the games are done now. Uh, 5-2 Bruins over the Maple Leafs and 5-1 Hurricanes over the Sabres. Cool. Um, He also says, uh, what's happening to THBN these days, which is the basketball uh, podcast network. Or, yeah, the basketball. Yeah, obviously, that's what it is. Um, At HoopsPodNet on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, they're still going strong. They're uh, still doing stuff. There's still basketball podcasts out and about that are somewhat affiliated with us. They're like our, you know, younger cousin that we are forced to hang out with at family events, and it's you know, generally <laughs> a good time. But we don't we don't see him very often. Exactly. Yeah. Just the kids' table, otherwise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So not we're like forced to hang out with, but like we do. But it's like nah, I couldn't hang out with them for like you know a couple of weeks. Couldn't live in the same city as them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're they're all great over there. <laughs> just just joking. Just joking. Um. And uh, he's also asking where Neil is these days. Not totally sure. I mean, he's still uh, he's still out and about doing his podcast and who's streaming next. Not uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're doing an all-star game stream. I, I, actually, I, I know we... I'd be surprised uh, if we weren't. Yeah, I just somebody, don't know who's uh, doing it offhand. Somebody in our group chat asked uh, about a collab, and I think there was some interest in it. Um, let me, uh, let's pull up the watch-along schedule here. 
We got. Uh, Let's see what we got. Oh, come on, keep on scrolling. Yeah, I guess we're not in January anymore. February. Um, nope. <laughs> looks like so far just Lance, who I believe uh, does one of the Blue Jackets podcasts. Is that right? Yep. Um, I'm just trying to remember which one because. Yeah, I yeah, think we have we got a couple three now. on the network. <laughs> Do we have three now? Yeah, I guess. I think it's three now, yeah. Let's see. Um, and we're still the one and only Anaheim Ducks show. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if it's because people don't want to talk about the Ducks or if it's just because like we just do such a good job. that. Dale's I'm going to believe the latter. <laughs> uh, me too, me too. Uh, Lance hosts the Brew Jackets podcast, like B-R-E-W. So uh, not to be confused with Brews and Bruins. They won't like that very much, but... Uh, yeah, so far he's the only one signed up. I don't know if he just put his name down and there's other people that are going to join him. But uh, yeah, that's uh, you can. He's doing both the Skills Comp and the All Star Game on the Friday Saturday, so you can nice. definitely check those out. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I'll be in the chat at some point. Oh, probably. Well, so. Yeah, I know uh, my girlfriend really likes watching the Skills Competition, so I know we're going to mm. be watching that on Friday. Yeah. So and then oh, uh, I'm going to try to watch as much of like the game as possible. So. Mm-hmm. On yeah, uh, on sure. Saturday there, so yeah, um, yeah. And then speaking of the All Star Game, just a little bit of news. If you're like totally not exactly sure what's going on with that, you just kind of know that it's happening. Um, skills competition is on the Friday, as we've said, February third. It starts at four p.m. Pacific time. So uh, if you're like super invested in that, then maybe uh, take the last hour or two off work to beat that uh, L.A. traffic or wherever you are. Just beat beat the rush hour traffic home um, yeah. or, you know, set the DVR, whatever, whatever you, the case might be there. Uh, and then the actual game itself is on the Saturday and it's actually uh, three 20 minute games. So it's the, the length of a full game, but um, it's broken up into kind of a more tournament style. So um, mm-hmm. just in case you, you're new to hockey and you haven't seen it before Saturday, February 4th at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time, so noon start if you're on the West Coast. Uh, starting with the Central and Pacific divisions, they will face off in a 20-minute 3v3 game at noon. Metro versus Atlantic, so the two East divisions at 1 p.m. And then at 2 p.m., the winner of those two games, so one of the West divisions, the Central or the Pacific, and then one of the Metro and Atlantic, whoever wins, will play in kind of the uh, ultimate game to determine the best division there. So yeah. Yeah. Um, some other information I had, uh, where to go here. Yeah. Go for it. Um, Oh yeah. For the, uh, the skills competition here. So we can go yeah. into the actual skills themselves. So, the, the events, uh, yeah. the accuracy shooting, the breakaway challenge, fastest skater and hardest shots are returning for another year, which sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, the save streak is not going to be here uh, this time. However, uh, they That's have good. a new I competition called the Tendy Tandem okay. uh, that features both goalies from each division. So in the Pacific's case, Logan Thompson of the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers. Mm-hmm. Um, one goalie from each division will take shots at targets. And okay. uh, depending on the points earned, the other goalie will then face one, two, or three skaters in a shootout. Okay. That one actually has some potential to be interesting. Yeah, because I mean, before they did it as like a very like a back and forth 
shootout, and I was just, it was like, yeah, like a save, like it, a, a save streak kind of thing. And it's like, okay, it, it's great to see the goalies do cool stuff, right? And yeah. like see how many all star players they can stop, right? But it's, mm. it's you also don't want someone to pull a groin at the all-star game so like yeah it, it wasn't the most exciting around like 80 percent yeah. kind of thing so yeah and it was about like how many in a row so it like it wasn't about like how many total saves either yeah. so it was just like a it was just designed very poorly but this one i'm kind of interested in because it's showing off a couple different skills of the goalies like can you like make a breakout pass essentially is kind of the one yeah like it's I'm assuming by accuracy shooting or like shooting at targets, it's not going to be like what the shooters do. It's more like similar to like the St. Louis arch one from a few years back where you're like, okay, can you like land it in a certain area on the yeah. ice or so like I, you have a bigger target? That's kind of what I imagine. But I did find a better description on uh, the NHL website. Sure. Um, so yeah, eight goalies will work in tandems, one shooting and the other in net um, central versus Pacific Atlantic versus Metro. Okay. Uh, so the shooting goalie from a division will take a shot from a designated mark will be and will be awarded three points if the shot goes in the hole, two if it hits the net, or the, if it hits the in-net target, and zero if it misses the net. Okay. The in-net goalie will then face one, two, or three players depending on the points earned from the shooting goalie. Players start from center ice and must shoot on the rush. NHL shootout rules in general will apply and play continues until all pucks have been shot and is repeated for the second goalie pairing and the goalie tandem with the most points wins. So my understanding of it is say Stuart Skinner is mm-hmm. shooting on the net yeah. and however many points uh, he gets is how many shooters Connor Hellebuck is going to have come down on him. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So that, so that gets, could be kind of interesting, actually. Okay, yeah. So if he gets it in whatever the hole is, I'm assuming it's going to be like where they, you know, cover up the whole yeah. net and they have like the little puck size hole. It'll be like similar to that, but probably a little more attainable. Yeah. Um. So whereas if he gets that, then yeah, Hellebuck would face three. Yeah. Shooters. Like not all at once, like it's shootout style. So it's like one, two, three. Is that right? Um, or is it like it's a three on no if he gets it in se- the hole? I'm kind of wondering because it's, Players start from center ice and must shoot on the rush. So I'm kind of wondering if it is. Oh, because oh yeah, did we'll say face like... one, two, or three. So I'm yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering. It, it sounds like it might be like okay, is it a breakaway? Is it a two on zero or is it a three on zero? Was there was there a way to get one point? Uh, one point I'm assuming would be the zero if it misses the net. You still have somebody come in. You still on have you. one person. Yeah, is my assumption here. Okay. Yeah, it just, it was weird because it said normal shootout rules apply, but I guess like you could still follow them where it's like the puck has to be in motion, like can't go yeah. backwards. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't stop. Um, I feel like you you could probably pass backwards if you're doing three people. But yeah, just probably, the idea that like the like, puck at least like must be going forward for the most part, I feel like for this, so. Yeah. Because it says like shootout rules in general, so. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, that, that one actually does kind of sound... Uh, interesting at least. Yeah. Andrew um, says that as well. He says yeah. interesting um, and makes even makes sense even more now. Uh, but he's also taken off for the night, which uh, we appreciate you coming to hang out, yeah. Andrew. It's always a blast. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a good rest of your evening. Uh, all right. What do we else yeah. do we have for new uh, competitions this year? Um, the NHL uh, 
pitch and puck uh, will have players combine their hockey and golf skills on a par four golf hole featuring <laughs> an island green. Six players will participate, the winner being uh, the one who successfully sinks the puck slash ball in the hole with the fewest shots using a combination of hockey and golf shots. Uh, if there's a tie, the longest drive determines the winner. <laughs> I I hope that someone just happy Gils, Gilmore is off the team. Right? Like, I mean, really, you're asking for I mean, that's a combination it. of a hockey and a, and a golf shot. So. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's probably basically an unofficial requirement is that you just got to, like, wind up and, like, do the the happy Gilmore slap shot drive off of the tee because like if you're a player you're you're not going to not do that but yeah. also why would you combine a hockey and a golf event event if that wasn't your expectation? David Pasternak is the one who would take off his normal or reverse retro Boston Bruins jersey to unveil a uh, mid nineties. Uh, happy Gilmore Boston Bruins jersey. Oh, absolutely. To yeah. do this. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Boston dog with, 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 the, with the pit vipers. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, somebody's going to have a boom box playing Barbie girl for them. <laughs> yeah. This will be cool, I think. I uh, I did hear about this one on the 32 Thoughts podcast and yeah, I think it'll be good. Yeah. So. Uh, and the other new one. Um, the, the splash shot. Yeah. Uh, will be on the beach at Fort Lauderdale and feature eight players divided into four teams of two. Uh, players are required to hit all the targets before attempting to dunk their opponents. The winner being <laughs> the one to dunk his or her opponent first. So, so from, it's a dunk tank. Yeah. Basically, okay, here's the, uh, here's the sh- accuracy shooting, but your final target is to hit a target that will send somebody for a plunge. Okay. Is it, are they, they're still doing like the traditional accuracy shooting? Now. Yeah, they still so are. I, okay, so I wonder if it's going to be more like the, um, like the, uh, like the fountain they, shootout. The fountain shooting they had the, last Bellagio, year. Yeah. yeah, where it's, yeah. um, you're like kind of sauce passing onto like the, the face off dot floaty pad type of things. Yeah. So it might be that kind of like hit those four targets and then just like take a slap shot at a, a dunk tank and, yeah, send like whoever into, into the, beach i hope they have crocodiles too not as it's a, it's a in Florida the thing. events or in the dunk tank <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 in the in the dunk tank in the dunk tank yeah <laughs> T- test your swimming abilities as well once you get dunked you gotta escape with all of your limbs <laughs> the commentators are just like oh there goes linus olmark into the dunk tank let's see how boston does without their goalie as he just got ate by a crocodile <laughs> yeah <laughs> No flashy glove saves if you don't have any arms, Allmark. <laughs> uh. No hugging Swayman without your arms either after wins. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think those new events will be cool. I do like when they kind of tailor the skills events to be similar to like the... Um, or not like similar, but like fit the theme of the location that it's in. So like Vegas, there was like, they had the blackjack one. And then um, in Florida, they they're on a beach and they have a golf one. Like it's, are they going to be the best events? Probably not because I don't think they really like play test these. They're just like, this is a cool idea. Let's just do it and see what happens. Yeah. And there's always like some weird shit. Play test these like out of like the, the 
city themed ones. I wasn't as much of a fan of the blackjack one last year, but uh, the fountain one was a cool one. Yeah, yeah, um, no, some of them are like not great and they just don't work. But yeah, because the, the St. Louis Arch like, one that was one that they really should have tested. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because they get like, um, well, because like they obviously can't get the NHL players to test them because they're they're busy. Like yeah. they have to come up with these like long before, so they probably just get like I don't know like. Dave from accounting or like Brad from <laughs> HR and they're just like, hey, do you just want, you, you play in like the rec hockey league, like the beer league on, on Sunday nights at 11 p.m., right? You just want to come out and like, just like test Jesse's this. Out, yeah. yeah. And then like, and then, you know, they, they get like, for the arch one, they would like get it onto the ice. It's like, oh, well, the NHL players will definitely be able to hit it. If you like, can get oh, it yeah, at least this, halfway. Like, this challenge for you. It should be fine for the NHL guys and the NHL guys can't do it. And you're just like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like <laughs> a, it's, uh, at a certain point, like a puck can only fly so far. Like just, yeah. gravity like it, it's just it's how it works so. damn it the the thing that people remember the most about the st louis arch uh shooting thing was uh matthew kachuk taking off his flames jersey to show a st louis cardinals jersey underneath it yeah. shit we might have fucked this one up guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh um, let's yeah. uh and, and yeah, this competition uh, looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be cool. So, um, and then possibly my favorite part of the, or the part I'm looking forward to most of All Star Weekend, and and the reason that I'm going to cancel all of my weekend plans, uh, is specifically for Fallout Boy playing the second intermission of the All Star game. Yes, and it's you know what, it's probably not going to be live. It's probably going to be lip lip synced or like what a that's not what they call it when it's. Um. Well, yeah, lip synced yeah, or kind of, yeah. Um, There's another word, but. Yeah, not sure. I yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of wondering that. I mean, Fallout Boy, and and I say this in the best way possible. Fallout Boy isn't Green Day mm-hmm. because they did have Green Day on the ice for, I believe it was that St. Louis one actually, and uh, yeah. they they dropped a few f bombs. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And the NHL went, what are you doing? And everybody else who just knows music in general went, it's Green Day. What did you expect? It's like the BBC when they asked uh, Rage Against the Machine to uh, not swear. Um, Yeah, it's like, have you ever listened to one of their songs? And it's like, and then they, they, they went ahead. Because what what machine do you think they're raging against? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think uh, if you don't, sorry, if you don't, if you don't understand that reference, please search up "Rage, Rage Against the Machine" uh, on BBC. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, sorry, oh, yes. I didn't mean to. What, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for Fallout Boy because at least. I know for a fact there's going to be no way that it's going to be worse than the Black Keys at the uh, Winter Classic, like last month. Oh yeah, <laughs> that 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 was a little rough. Yeah, it was. And, it was and nothing against the Black Keys either. That was no, just, I love the Black Keys. Yeah, yeah. but it's uh, that that performance was subpar. We'll yeah, say. to say the least. Yeah. So, mind you, it's understandable when it's cold outside, but yeah, but, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see. It's it's hard to mess up. I feel like in Florida, whether it's outside or inside, it should be inside though. Who was? Oh, last year was Machine Gun Kelly. That's right. Yeah, didn't didn't he play outside? Didn't they have him like outside in the on the strip? No, he played inside. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't really remember. So I feel like I missed that part of like I think that's when I took my poop break. So. 
<laughs> I, I think you're saying that jokingly, but I think that actually is like you legit had a yeah. break. I think you texted me about that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like I, I, I said it with my joking tone, but I, yeah, that wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the All-Star game. I think it'll be fun. And I'm definitely not going to poop during the second intermission this year. <laughs> I'll do it during the first. There you go. Um, do you want a quick rundown of the rosters? Because they have changed a little bit since we talked about them. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, just blast them off. Yeah, and then we'll move on to uh, a Gulls update. I think that's all we got left. Yeah. And follow up boy. And follow up boy. Um, all right, we'll start with the Atlantic Division. Um, you got uh, Alexander Barkov uh, from the Florida Panthers, who is now replacing Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because they realized um, he sucks. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's out for three weeks, and my fantasy team went shit. And then I realized, oh wait, it's actually only two weeks because the All Star break. Um, yeah. Nikita Kucherov from the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dylan Larkin of the Detroit Red Wings, Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs, David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins, Nick Suzuki of the Montreal Canadiens, Tage Thompson, Buffalo Sabers, Brady Kachuk, Ottawa Senators, Matthew Kachuk of the Florida Panthers. Uh, Linus Allmark of the Boston Bruins and Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the Metro has uh, Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Johnny Gaudreau of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers, Jack Hughes, New Jersey Devils, Brock Nelson, New York Islanders, Alex Ovechkin of the Washington Capitals, Artemi Panarin of the Rangers, uh, Andre Sveshnikov from the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, Adam Fox from the New York Rangers, Igor Shesterkin from the New York Rangers, and Ilya Sorokin from the New York Islanders. And I'm taking There's a no look Barzal? at it. I thought Barzal was there. Uh, nope, no Barzal. Huh. Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. and sorry, to, to go back as well, because they do have these listed, uh, Jim Montgomery of the Boston Bruins is the coach of the Atlantic, Rod hmm. Brindamore of the Carolina Hurricanes for the Metro. Um, I'm did, looking at the, the Atlantic have any defensemen? I don't think they did. Uh, no, no defenseman. And, yeah. and one, Fox is the only for the Metro. Yeah, one yeah, one for the Metro. He might be the only defenseman going to the All-Star game in general, because I don't think... Uh, well, well, I guess we'll go through and we'll see if there's any more defensemen. But, yeah, the, the Central the central has more than, um, I think, the other three divisions combined. Probably. But, yeah. Uh, from the Central Division, you got Kirill Kaprizov from the Minnesota Wild. Clayton Keller from the Coyotes, Nathan McKinnon from the Avalanche, Miko Rantanen from the Avalanche, Jason Robertson from the Stars, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko from the St. Louis Blues, Seth Jones from the Blackhawks, Kale McCarr from the Avalanche, Josh Morrissey from the Jets, Connor Hellebuck from the Jets, and UC Soros from the Predators. So, yeah, the Central has Jones, McCarr, and Morrissey. They do actually have at they least enough defensemen for three lines. Yeah, I forgot Morrissey was going, but that makes yeah. sense. And then uh, for the, oh yeah, Central Division coach is Pierre DeBoer of the Dallas Stars. And then the Pacific Division uh, has Bruce Cassidy uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights as the head coach. Um, Chandler Stevenson of the Vegas Golden Knights is going in replacement of Matty Beneers of the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl of the Oilers. Kevin Fiala of the Kings. Bo Horvat of the Canucks. Nazem Kadri of the Calgary Flames. That Bo Horvat of the Islanders. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, I, it still has Vancouver Canucks listed here. Actually, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, the Van York Can Islanders. Yeah, That's there you what, go. I mean, what he's doing? <laughs> Vancouver Islanders. There you go. Vancouver's on Vancouver Island. There you go. There's, there's Vancouver Island. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McDavid of the Oilers, 
Pedersen of the Canucks, uh, Troy Terry of your Anaheim Ducks, uh, Eric Carlson of the Sharks. Uh, that was Skinner. not for Carlson, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was for uh, Skinner of the Oilers and Logan Thompson of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. And just there for people go. that are curious, they pick the coaches based on whatever team's at first in the division at a certain point. I think whenever they name the uh, um, like the initial rosters is kind of when they name the coaches, yeah. too. So My favorite part about the coaches is that three of them are supplanted. Like, are like brand new coaches to their squads. Yeah. Jim Montgomery in Boston. Um, Bruce Cassidy, who was the coach of Boston last year, is in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Peter DeBoer in Dallas was the coach of Vegas last year. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That's laughs> the only guy that's been there for a while is Rod Brindamore with the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yes. One thing I do like about the all-star game this year and it was just a very subtle tweak or not even like the game but like the rosters is in previous years they've really really tried to have um like two goalies six forwards three defensemen yeah and if it like if there was like a late injury to to, like a defenseman they'd just be like whatever we'll just like throw a forward and they're like then they kind of didn't care um this year they're but, just like screw. But this year they're just like fuck it. Like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Like we'll just name the best players from each team, and then we'll let the fans vote for whatever. Oh god, I hit my desk and shook everything. <laughs> yeah, um, there there so. are five defensemen going this year, and three of them are from the Central Division. <laughs> yeah, I forgot Carlson was going from the Pacific. So, um, which, yeah. which he's very deserving of that. Say what you will about the San Jose Sharks, but Eric Carlson's a damn good player, and he's having a phenomenal season. So, um, yeah. but I was really surprised and somewhat upset that. Darlene didn't get sent because I think he really deserved it this year. Yeah, I but, agree. But I mean, it's hard to take out any of the names that you said in the Atlantic. Like they have a like. I, I would be very shocked if Nick they Suzuki. didn't win. He's doing good. Don't get me wrong, but Nick Suzuki. But it, it goes back to the one of every one player from every team. So get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I know because yeah, like that. Essentially, Nick Suzuki is taking. Darlene's spot. If that rule wasn't in yeah. place, Darlene would absolutely be there. But, yeah. you know, they have to give a Montreal Canadian. So, yeah. um, last thing here as well. And we talked about pretty much everything else except where to watch this uh, in the States. Uh, you can watch this on ABC and ESPN. Oh, excuse me. Um, sorry, ESPN has the skills competition, ABC will have the All Star game. Uh, okay. But both events will be streamed uh, on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, if you're listening in Canada, both the All-Star Game and Skills Competition will be on Sportsnet. Um, and the All-Star Game will uh, also be streamed on Sportsnet now. And uh, CBC will uh, also be carrying both events Okay. after a break from last year with doing the Olympics. So, What if you're in Britain? Uh, just illegally stream it. I don't know. <laughs> Russia. Well, not Russia. But yeah, same thing. South though. Africa. Same Brazil. thing. Same thing. Even if you're in Canada and the States, just find the other ways. <laughs> <laughs> then the oh. NHL is like, oh, no one wants the All-Star game. Now we're going to change it. And then. You know. That's something I, I I don't mean to add 
to the show, but that was something else that was going around this year or like this week. Do you see anything don't about watch the All Star Game? No, like no, just I'd... watching in general. Like just stop watching the NHL. Like viewership, yeah, it's dropped dramatically. Oh, it well, it's because everybody's yeah. streaming it illegally and they don't track those stats. <laughs> that's that's literally why. Um. Yeah, here from uh, Mark J. Burns. Uh, NHL US TV national viewership is down 22% this season. Uh, NHL regular games to date have averaged 373,000 viewers on uh, ESPN TNT, um, which is, and uh, this is the second of the league's seven year pact with Disney and Turner. Uh, the NHL averaged 478,000 viewers at this point last season. Yeah, that's a significant difference. I don't know. I think it's because Ouch. people aren't buying all of the streaming packages and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah. it's like, it's just like so insanely overpriced that like less people yeah. are buying it. So then it just makes it harder for them to track overpriced like and actual you can't even, viewerships. Yeah. And you can't even get all of the games. A lot of them are blacked out. And yeah, exactly. Like you could spend like $100 a month on a streaming well, it, actually, no, it's not that much. It's a lot of money, anyways. You can spend yeah. a lot of money and still not even be able to watch all of the games that you want to. Yeah, it's, so, it's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah, and just there, there, there's a lot of reasons as to why. But yeah, that was another uh, topic that was going around uh, oh, yeah. this week as well, was that uh, viewership was down and the NHL's kind of going, huh, wonder why? And everyone's just like, we can tell you why. <laughs> yeah. It's, is it, it's, it's, the, it's, it's in part... Just a, a small fraction, but the you know the digital ads that you're putting that oh you you pulled you surveyed fans and they love it. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure, Gary? Are you sure, yeah. Gary? Come on. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, fuck, it's, it's got to be my bedtime because I my brain is moving so slowly. <laughs> Jesus. Um. I, yeah, I don't know. The trains left the station. I have no idea what I was going to say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh. Yeah, let's just move on to the Gulls update. And if it comes back to me, I will be sure to let you know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, Nate, take it away here. Uh, what? Uh, how have the Ducks... No, how have the Gulls done over the last week? Ducks Jr. Um, they've done okay. Uh, January 25th, so last Wednesday's episode, uh, they were playing the Bakersfield Condors where they won 5-3. to three. A um, couple days later, they lost to those same Condors uh, 3-4 and then lost okay. on the weekend to the Ontario Reign 7-2. Um, they are currently playing the Abbotsford Canucks uh, and that game is in progress. I'm not sure what the score is off uh, right now. So I can tell you. All right. Carter will tell us. Uh, in the meantime, uh, up next, the Gulls are playing the Coachella F uh, Valley Firebirds on Friday and Saturday before the AHL All-Star break, um, which, uh, if I remember correctly, those games are the 5th and 6th skills competition and game, if I remember, um, in uh, Laval, Quebec. Um, yeah, so those are the two games until... Yeah, only the two games until uh, next Wednesday when we give you your next Gulls update. Uh, the Gulls, no surprise, 10th in the Pacific Division with a 12-31-0 record. Still making sure that they don't get an overtime point. No mm -hmm. loser points. The Gulls are doing it right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, your top five players uh, in terms of points, Braden Tracy is in fifth spot with 20. 
points. Uh, Michael Delzato is leading or is in fourth, sorry, uh, with 23, 13 uh, with the San Diego Gulls since Still being traded along, hey? in 15 games. So he's doing pretty dang good. It's good for uh, Yeah, Bo Gru has 28 points. Nicholas Brulliard has 30. And then Rocco Grimaldi has the lead uh, strongly in hand, 41 points in 42 games. I'm I'm just uh, curious because it feels like those players haven't changed like all season. So um, I'm just looking up here who is in sixth, just to like see how far back. Yeah, they, they are playing are. games because like the like the games are updating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I I know. I'm just like curious, like if it's we only have like the five players that are just like god tier, and then after that is just like we, we have Rocco Grimaldi. So we have yeah. Rocco Grimaldi. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Daniel Reagan, oh, yeah, I guess he's not on the roster anymore, though, is at 18, and then Glenn Godden at 17. So, like, I guess he's not, and Regenda at 17 as well. So, I guess they're not too far behind Braden Tracy, but um, they're definitely not, like, catching up to him. So, it's, yeah. I think for the rest of the season, it'll just be, like, those five players, but um, we'll just kind of be updating the totals now, I think. So. Ooh, okay, we might have, we might have one change to... Uh... Uh, Rasmus Dahlin may actually go to the All-Star game uh, oh, yeah. from an hour ago, almost two hours now at this point. Uh, during that Sabres-Hurricanes game, uh, Tage Thompson will not be returning to tonight's game, upper body injury. Oof. So Rough. it might be precautionary, but we will see. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's your goals update. I don't know. Yeah, I, I did look up the score in the game. It's uh, about five minutes to go in the second period, and it is four nothing. Nice, yeah. For wait, sorry, for nothing for who? <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you one guess. A Vegas or sorry, Coachella Valley. <laughs> um, wow. I I should have given you three because it's the Abbotsford Canucks. <laughs> oh my god! I, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good. I am good. <laughs> I could have given you thirty-two guesses, and you still might have gotten it wrong. <laughs> I had the outline scrolled down too far, and I looked at the next stop, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's uh-huh. the game, right?" <laughs> yeah, sure. They all have a story. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Five minutes ago, the Ducks are gulls are losing five nothing. So, Ducks Junior. Yeah. Um. Okay. That yeah, that's the gulls update now. Um. Okay. The moment you, or at least I, have been waiting for this whole time for two weeks and an hour and twenty. Three minutes, whole 24 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have it under what's quacking on the outline. I assume that's just an error. I'm playing this music. Yes, that Good. it was an error. And okay. uh, Homer had some vibrato to his voice there. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some, some with how that how know. that processed. That was kind of funny, though. Um, yeah. yeah. Fall Out Boy. They got some new music. Some new music. Mm. It's freaking awesome. Uh, okay, well that kind of okay. Give me I'll give you a, one word. How would you describe the two new Fall Out Boy releases that we've had in the last two weeks? Well, because freaking awesome is two words, I'll just say frossome. Frossome? Yeah. All right. Like or you know it. what? I like it. You know what? I'll say frosty. Frosty? I feel like that's like a good thing. And then they had that song of Mania, Stay Frosty, Royal Milky or something like that. 
Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And, and that's a banger of a song. So I'm going to say Frosty. It is a banger. Yeah. How, how you would go. you sum it up in one word? Uh, considering you can just hyphenate it, I'm going to continue uh, with, uh, with fucking awesome. Nice. Because I can just hyphenate it. <laughs> yeah. Make it one word. Or you could just say, aw fucking some. Aw fucking some. I like that too, actually. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah. I like it. Um, so yeah, these are the first two singles off of their uh, upcoming new album called So Much for Stardust. So Much for Stardust? Did I have that right? Yep. It's, so much it's for like Stardust. so okay. much in brackets for Stardust. So it's like so much Stardust, but also so much yeah. for Stardust. I, just, I, I read that and I was like, did I just write that wrong? Uh, so nope, yeah, that album didn't. will be released on Friday, March 24th, 2023. So I'm taking that day off work. Yeah, just so I can listen fair. to that album. That's fair. I, mean, um, I can listen to it at work. I'll probably just do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this will be the eighth studio album by the band. Um, they're... And this is actually their first uh, time working with producer Neil uh, Averon uh, since their last time working with him for 2008's Folia Do. Uh, he was also the producer that makes for. A ton of sense. He was, he's also the producer from or for from Under the Cork Tree in 2005 and Infinity on High in 2007. So, getting back with their old producer for their I guess second to fourth albums. Um, yeah, it definitely yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 always, I hate when people are like, yeah, I'm getting back together with my ex. Unless when it's bands getting back with their ex producer, then I'm like, fucking just give me that shit. Yeah. It's, it's so good. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, Patrick Stump had a couple quotes here as well that I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, sure. he, uh, had one in a press release here just about the creation of the album that I feel like it's kind of important actually to just show why the band sounds of the way they do in these first couple of uh, tracks that we've listened to off the new album. Mm-hmm. Um, so he said, technology has made it really easy to make records much more quickly these days. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's spontaneity can be exciting, but we wanted to get back to the way we used to work. We wanted to make a record that was really lovingly crafted and deliberate and patiently guided. Like someone cooked you a delicate meal. I'm not a very proud guy, but I'm pretty proud of this record. Like those are pretty yeah. strong words from Patrick Stump. Oh, for sure. I feel I, like. I mean, I don't want to like. I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on any of like their recent music because I I still love it, like Mania and um, American Beauty, American Psycho. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love those last two albums, but like. You can, definitely, you can definitely tell that it's just like they had an idea and they just recorded the song and they were like, sick, let's put it out. And because it, they're talented musicians, it sounds really yeah. good and it, they're good songs. But especially in contrast to like just the couple songs we've heard already, you can tell that like they probably recorded the song and then they were like, okay, it's done. Let's send it to mastering, which for those that don't know is like the final step before you put it on the album, essentially. Um, and then they were like, no, no, wait, we've got another idea. Let's change this part. It's like, oh, no, 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 wait. And then, like there was yeah. very much like a back and forth. And like they were like, okay, let's add this touch. Let's This wasn't good enough. Let's add this again. Um, whereas the other, a, a lot of their other stuff was more like, okay, we have these good song ideas and then let's just like do some filler tracks. That's That's how yeah. it kind of felt. So, my my thing was was in like the instrumentation or 
lack thereof in a way was like like the guitars in that felt like they were secondary in previous um, like yeah and like in like the last couple of albums yeah um yeah like the like guitars and bass drums were replaced with other drum sounds right like not your traditional kit i guess yeah um which that that isn't always a bad thing right and like you can no. definitely see like there's like a progression for the band of it yeah but then just to have like this not not a step back in a bad way right but just okay we're gonna kind of cut a lot of that back um i guess and let the instruments that we play shine through a bit more so because like mm-hmm. um especially off of the last album mania when you're watching like the live performances of those, like that's obviously when their instruments really shine through because it's not that it's not being mixed or that like getting ready for like pop radio, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I feel like they, I I'm kind of torn between like, I feel like they would have just done this anyway, but also the fact that pop punk is making a bit of a resurgence over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. maybe allowed this to be a bit easier to be done. I guess they, by the band. Yeah, they could like, you know, be mainstream relevant without like having to just sell out and be like, let's just use a bunch of synthesizers and like drum machines and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Fall Out Boy actually did compare this album uh, to the Spirit of uh, Fully Ado, which I know is mm-hmm. your favorite album of these ones, or, or Infinity on High. It's one of those two. Uh, it depends on the day. Like, yeah, I, I I would put those as my top two albums in some respect from them. So, and I even, I think I even texted that to you when I heard the second one, I was like, this album gives me, or uh, I think I put it on Twitter. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. But like literally the day the song came out, I was like, this gives me huge fully ado vibes, like yeah. right off the bat. And now that you're saying this, I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Stump said, uh, I wouldn't say, this is from an article from uh, NME, um, I wouldn't say that the whole of So Much for Stardust is this fast hard rock record, but throughout there, uh, but throughout there's this feeling of just us together, which I was really happy to hear again. Um, the lead single may have that classic Fall Out Boy energy, but according to Stump, it's not a throwback record. Uh, he mm-hmm. said, I didn't want to go back to a specific style but i wanted to imagine what it would have sounded like if we had made a record right after fully ado instead of taking a break for a few years it was kind of like exploring the multiverse it was an experiment (laughs) in seeing what we would have done and i've that paragraph alone like i if without listening to a like to anything that paragraph alone would have gotten me excited oh yeah so personally i I mean we would have been we would have been in high school, right, when they were on their break, like it, like on their hiatus. Oh yeah, no. because no, because Save, Save Rock and Roll, Save Rock came, and Roll out. came out in 2013. So as we were entering, so we would have been in middle school during the hiatus. Yeah, for them. Yeah, um, yeah. So just from the two songs I've heard already, um, middle school Carter probably would have fucking loved those songs and i mean yeah i I still do love those songs but like it's it sounds like the type of thing that i would have listened to back then yeah that's fair um what else did i have here um oh yeah the this album is also uh 
their first being back on the label Field by Ramen, uh, who had released mm-hmm. their first album, Take This to Your Grave, back in 2003. Nice. So 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's going to be, this. Is, we've only had two of the 13 songs so far. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, excited for more. Out of those two, I always forget what the first one's called. Can you remind me what the first one's called? Uh, Love from the Other Side, and then... Yes. Uh, <coughs> As Nick dies, heartbreak feels so good is the second second one. Uh, Also known as track two, if you had listened to it early enough in uh, the day, on the day that it came out. Yeah, yeah, I pulled it up on my Spotify and it just said track two. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Follow Boy, just going off the conventional thing of, Hmm. you know, like longer titles or whatever, just track two. All right, I like it. And then like later that day, it was like, heartbreak feels so good. What What the fuck happened to track two? Played it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they put. I don't know if you're like subscribed to their newsletter, but they put out an email like, um, like I think it was like a couple of days after the song dropped for like you could pre-order like shirts and like a yeah, CD I did see that of it, and on the shirt it has the track listing, but they left it as track two, <laughs> track two. on there, and then they had like tracks three to thirteen like blurred out, but the other yeah. one was just track two. I thought that was so fantastic. Funny. I, yeah. I I don't have the newsletter, but I saw it just on other social media. Oh, okay, they were yeah. doing that, but. Yeah, that's fantastic, though. Um, yeah. So so out of those two, um, Love from the Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good, do you have a favorite already? Or or actually, I should even ask, do you, do you like these ones or are you just like, oh, I, I want to see... Okay, no, okay I, fu- I fucking love them. <laughs> yeah. uh, Love from the Other Side, I feel like, has to be the one that I go towards. Um, okay. Just for the... I, th- I think of Fall Out Boy and I kind of... Like I think of like anthemic songs. Like these are the mm-hmm. songs that you play to a arena or a stadium that everybody is singing back, and not in like the like a corny way, right? Yeah. Like there's there's songs that just present really well, I guess. Um, and love from the other side, I definitely think is one of them. Uh, I did like take some notes just like listening to the song uh, a few times, and that um, the first note I have is. This in all caps, and then without hearing <laughs> any others, is the perfect lead single for the first Fall Out Boy song since 2018, 2019. It definitely sets the tone as like we're throwing it back to the good old days because as soon as I heard it, where like the verse is like just straight, you know, quarter note kick drums and then like, um, and just hi hat. Obviously, I pay attention to the drums. Yeah more so and then the chorus hits and everything comes together and it's like kind of scream singing vocals like in a in a way like the, the patrick stump style where everything just like blends together and you can tell he's singing at like max volume yeah. and like the chords are just like you know fast drumming and it has like that anthematic style like it sounds mm-hmm. ex- not like exactly but as soon as i heard it i was like this is basically like sugar we're going down slash thanks for the memories part three yeah. Like those I, three songs are kind of all the same to me, but like I love them all in their for their own thing and like in their own way, but they all have like a, a sound where it's like this is Fallout Boy. Yeah, exactly. Um and the big thing for that I feel like is like the the opening of the song that's not the radio edit. Um that yeah. has like the opening on like the piano keys which uh are performed by Joe Troman as well. Okay. Um and uh, the strings kind of coming in. I, I wrote here, like, it gives kind of a, a grandiose introduction before mm-hmm. uh, I have here laying into fat drums and punchy guitars uh, before reintroducing the strings to give us that stadium fallout boy is what yeah. I have written here. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, and just like just like yeah. Infinity on High, like the the strings were like a huge. I, I don't want to say like groundbreaking thing. Maybe at the time it was groundbreaking, but it was definitely like this is what we're doing for this album. We're doing a rock they band, hard and then we're adding yeah. strings, and it fucking slaps. Like they killed it with that. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I have here uh, word for word. Fuck, I love Patrick's soul voice. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and then so I have uh, especially the stump delivery. Um, the the last line of the chorus for the last two weeks uh because of we 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 make not make fun of patrick stumps uh he kind of blends words in a way yeah. or doesn't uh enunciate them yeah um i had it dagger dagger in their hip for the last two weeks as the last okay. line of the chorus it's dagger in their hand but just the way that he sings it. Yeah. I <laughs> so mean, like, okay, dagger in the hip. Yeah, that, like that makes sense. So like it's yeah. like dagger on the hip, right? Like re- like ready to like ready to backstab you or something like that. But oh yeah. Which I mean, like it's still it's the context still works, dagger in the hand, right? Yeah. Um but I was just kind of laughing at that when I was looking at the lyrics tonight. And I was okay. like, oh, I, I've had it wrong for the last two weeks. At least it's only been two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think life is better when you don't like this is just for me personally. You can live your life however you want to, but I think for me, life is better when I don't know what Patrick Stump is singing <laughs> because it's just like way more fun to try and figure it out. And then like six years later, you just happen to be listening on like a different speaker or like, yeah. you know, you're you like, have oh, your headphones just a little louder, a lo- louder, whatever, louder or like, and then you're like, oh my God, I just figured out what he was saying. This is, I got to tell everybody I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we got Justin in the chat. What's good, boys? What's going on, Justin? Hey, you're just Justin. in time for some follow up boy talk. We're talking new, uh, new uh, singles that came out the last couple of weeks um yeah the 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 best one for the patrick stump delivery i think is um this ain't a scene uh it's an arms race oh from, yeah it's... uh that that's fully do right no I'm, uh, I'm getting... infinity on high oh, infinity on high right yeah um but uh yeah and like you even kind of bugged me with it like when we were doing the band thing and i was in the uh vocal booth like recording hmm. vocals um, you're like you're you're stumping it, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm just like not enunciating it, but yeah, like yeah. Uh, like the go there ah right, yeah. He right? <laughs> just he manages to like take that whole sentence and kind of just make it one word. He sounds like he's recording it with a ball gag in his mouth sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe that's his. Yeah, that's what, the badge is getting kinky into. while recording. Um, you never know. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. Do you what have happens any other... in the studio stays in the studio. Yeah. So. Do you have any other notes? I have some others, but I don't um, want to take away what, from uh, you either. Uh, well, just while I'm thinking of it, one thing you said you said like you love his soul voice. If anyone yeah. out there hasn't listened to Patrick Stump's solo album, do yourself a favor and oh, go yeah. have a listen to that. It slaps. It's so good. Um, yeah. I, I think he released it when they were on the hiatus right it came out then yeah no it's it's very good i can't remember what it's called but it, it's easy to find it's it's very very good um i was trying yeah. not to i was trying not to be like oh, okay like it, it's funny but also um because it was right around the same time that follow boy put out this new song was when uh brennan yuri announced that panic at the disco was breaking up mm-hmm. um which also i saw a great meme of that it was like brennan yuri telling panic that they're breaking up and it's just the guy pointing at himself in the mirror yeah um <laughs> But it was like Patrick's Patrick's voice is what Brendan Yuri's Brendan Yuri thinks his voice is. 
kind of thing. And I was like, I was yeah. laughing, but I'm like, okay, we also don't have to bash Brendan Urie about this, do we? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, I, don't, I don't know. If, do you want me to stay on this song or like, can I kind of talk about the two songs? Like, the, um, like both yeah, you can talk about the two songs. I, I yeah, sure. kind of have like individual notes, but yeah. Okay. Go, like, yeah. go for it. Yeah. No, I, I don't really have individual notes. And, and I'm, I'm just kind of going off top of my head i didn't that's prepare fair. at all but i had I, to put my notes down or i was gonna like miss something i knew it <laughs> that's fair i and i mean i've basically listened to these songs every day since they come out like yep. it's like my drive like <laughs> to and from work stuff like i'll i usually throw on like a hockey podcast but um lately it's been okay let's get some follow-up way in there and then i'll do like hockey podcast and then mm -hmm. or, or however i'm feeling but um so yeah i my favorite of the two is uh, Heartbreak Feels So Good. It's it's literally just the opening bass line that just fucking gets me. I, it's like it's like not even a bass line. It's, I guess it's, it's more synth. of a... It's a synth, yeah, synth. synth bass, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, it's, I, I just love a good bass line or like like bass melody, bass... What's the word? It's not yeah, rhythm. Ba though. Yeah, bass line. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess just bass line. Hopefully people know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that one slaps. It's so good. Um, that, yeah, that's that's really all that's I have stuff. to say about that song in particular. Um, just like, and, and it's I guess it's not even just like the um, like the line itself. It's also just like the tone of the synth. Yeah, it's like because what I I really what I personally like about my bass is like the punchiness of it like i don't care about like necessarily the resonance of the bass like i essentially want my bass guitar to sound like a bunch of pitched kick drums <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of dumb to say but, yeah <laughs> but this one it had like this bass line has almost like no punch to it it's very very much just all resonance in a way um yeah if that if that makes sense there, like, there's not can, a there's not a hard attack on it it's just yeah is there yeah mm -hmm. I, 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 get, which, I get what you mean yeah which it's probably because it's a synth and you're not like actually picking a bass uh but or finger picking or whatever your, your yeah. preferred style is um so yeah it's not typically what i like but i think it really suits the line itself and the song where it's just kind of continuous and like there's almost something hollow about it like it's not like i've even listened on my monitor setup which to everybody watching, you, you can't see what I'm pointing at. Mm -hmm. Also, hello, Way, saying hello, hope y'all had a good day. What's going on, Way? Um, but yeah, my, like, I've got big monitors and a sub for mixing anything, podcast music, what, or even just listening to music, whatever. Yeah, yeah and, I, I cranked the, these couple of songs like a few times on my speakers yeah. today, like mm -hmm. getting notes, like, just getting ready yeah. for tonight. <laughs> yeah, and, and like they're mixed well, and like they're modern songs, so they do have like that low-end punch to them but yeah. i haven't been able to find a, a set of speakers like the car or like you know a bose speaker or raycons by raycon.com slash thpn or, or even these big monitors with my subs like they when I, when I even when i crank it up that synth baseline doesn't give me the bass that i really want and i was kind of disappointed at first but now i've kind of grown to love it and it really fits the song i think just how it's yeah. like kind of hollow and it's like it's like, because the song starts, it's like, listen to this sick bass line. And then I'm like, I want to feel the bass line, not just listen to it. And then the rest of the song comes in and the rest of the instruments. And it, it really, 
it just fits with like the whole song how it's like not front and center but it's there so it's very cool yeah exactly uh we got ronnie uh popping in here or sorry pooping in and saying <laughs> hi with a quack 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 what's going on ronnie hey, um yeah, I had that too, just like the like synth key, uh, keys and I, I wrote process guitar here just because there's like a, a lot of effects that are going on mm. with it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have there, it's 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 very dancey verses before slamming into jumping choruses. Yeah. That's a like good jumping choruses, I mean like like you're like you're jumping at a show like, kind like, of Like you want to get it. a mosh pit going kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. So um yeah what else yeah i guess we're in heartbreak feels so good that that's that works mm-hmm. um yeah i mean if you had other things you wanted to say too i was just uh, we, we, we can go back it. after because there, there's okay. there's there's a way we can deviate back to it that's not taking away from this right now um yeah. what else did i have here i had a guitar slash vocal lead lines um when you think like after the uh like after the chorus right um, like the da na 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 na, right? Like that part, because mm-hmm. then like Patrick also sings that with the guitar. Yeah. Um. So I have like those. That's Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, so good, so good. Th- this song, I I kind of the overall note that I had. I said it feels like a nice mix of like the roots, kind of old school sound that we know, but with the post hiatus songwriting and composition style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, no, for sure, yeah. Um, Which I guess does kind of line up in a way with what uh, what they were talking about, right? Like it's you know, it's, imagine if we if they had wrote a, a sequel to Fully Do instead of taking the hiatus and then doing Save Rock and Roll, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess exactly. that, that that does kind of fall in line with that, actually. So yeah, um, one thing also I think that's going to happen with this album that. I'll kind of relate to Felia do is um, that I think, um, well, I think the reason I like that album is because it's, there's not really a song that stands out as like, okay, this is like the single. And this one was obviously made for the radio to like sell the album. Yeah. Um, like they, they have, I don't care on that one, which I guess is probably the closest thing to that, but it, it's not, like I don't even think they play that one live anymore. Like it's, it's it's just kind of a basic song. Like mm-hmm. I, I guess like they, it's almost like they wrote it to sell the album, or because like the label wanted them to write something that would sell the album, but they were like, "Fuck it, we don't care. Just here's what you want, even though this isn't what we want to do." Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of the other ones are just like, "We're just gonna do whatever we want and write good music, and this is this is it. Um, it we don't care if it's like gonna get." I guess they didn't really have it at the time, but like 10 billion plays on Spotify. Like this album doesn't seem like that kind of vibe. Like it's not like, okay, we're pushing this one as the lead single of the album and literally everybody and their mom and their grandma and their dog are going to listen to it and they're going to love it. It's just like, we're just going to make good music and the people that like this kind of music are going to like it. And if you don't, you don't, and we don't care. And I think that that's kind of going to be the whole vibe of the album is we're just going to write 13 really good songs and none of them are going to be bangers but people like me and you and any, anyone else who's like a fan of Fallout Boy is going to love it, but they're not going to play it on the radio or like at clubs because those that's not who it's for. And they're yeah. not trying to sell it to those people. Which I, 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 I do kind of wonder if it's going to make its way onto radio, like pop radio at least. It'll definitely it, be on like alternative or that kind of thing, but... Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I did want to take a look because they played uh, Fall Out Boy played the Metro in Chicago on January 25th, um, which uh, was the day that mm. uh, Heartbreak Feels So Good came out as well. Yeah. Um, they also debuted that song, like public debut, um, the 14th song out of 19 they played that night. So they waited a while to play that one even. Yeah. But they started the show, which uh, I hadn't looked at the set list and I had this in my notes. Um, for Love from the Other Side, I had the note, imagine seeing them live and they opened with this. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is like a great opening song in an arena or something oh, especially, like that. Right? Especially just with for, that piano. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, it's a awesome. great album opener, but I'm like, for a live song, like that's a perfect one. And sure enough, that's what they opened that show with, actually. So, yeah. And then followed it by uh, The Phoenix, which is another great uh, arena song, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, and then sugar we're going down like just, that's your first three songs that you're opening with could you imagine that's awesome Jeez. that's awesome <laughs> i would love i can't wait until the day i get to see follow-up boy because that's gonna be someday a- someday we'll do it yeah um which, uh, speaking is- of which they have announced a t- announced tour dates oh, yeah. but we'll get to that um kind of when we're done so if you have more yeah. uh more notes tonight feel free to yeah get a little bit it. more uh but before yeah. that ronnie's just saying speaking of sounds uh car you're a little lower volume than me so okay, okay so maybe it isn't just me so if yeah. you want to try oh. turning yourself up a bit oh um or just uh I'll, I'll i'll fix i'll figure it out for next time it's all good yeah so. ronnie if you haven't been watching us the whole time uh carter will tweak it or that for the uh audio recording or whatever yeah um yeah what else did i have here um that was all the notes I had for Heartbreak Feels So Good. To go back to Love from the Other Side for a quick second. The last one I had, um, or the last two I had, uh, the halftime drums on the Oof. ending to let the strings Pew. shine through. Love it. Um, That's and I said, uh, chucking guitars with melodic leads uh, on top is peak follow boy. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, the only other notes that I had were, uh, the music videos. Okay. I so, haven't watched those. So, um, okay. Yeah. I only, I just had the kind of like sparing ones. Uh, so for love from the other side, I said the music video reminds me of, uh, the never ending story. Uh, if you watched that movie, um, no, can't say I did. and, uh, or, oh, maybe I'm not thinking that the never ending story. Was the never what? Oh my god! Um, it was the never-ending story. Was the one with David Bowie in it, right? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. You're asking the wrong uh, guy. <laughs> oh no, it wasn't. But um, no, but the never-ending story does still actually work with the the idea that I'm thinking of. Um, oh my god! Okay, now this is bothering me. What's the what's the David Labyrinth? That was the movie. Okay. okay. Uh, I guess 1986, 1984. Yeah, okay, two-year two difference. Okay, I'm not too far off in my, oh, yeah. uh, my thinking here. Um, yeah, Pete's rocking uh, old person makeup as well. Because the I, like you said, you haven't seen the music videos, right? No. The, so the premise of that video is, uh, yeah, Pete Wentz um, is older, and he has like, his grandkid in bed, and she asks him to tell a story. Uh, or that story about that band. Um, oh, okay. And the whole thing is like uh, the 
like the, the the mayor of the city didn't like the band or something like that and mm. it, uh it follows them like getting into a a battle with them and they get like cast off the sea basically they end up on emo island which i i want to go there please i want that to be a vacation destination thank you <laughs> um where they're empowered to be the the band that takes over the city and gets rid of the evil mayor mm. um uh, the the big city is what it's is what it's called, uh, and then heartbreak feels so good. Uh, that music video starts um, with the thing of like they're they're gonna do a prank to a bunch of people that Rivers Cuomo from Weezer is in on, and he's in the music video as well. That they're going to uh, fake kidnap Rivers, um, and just like make a whole thing of it. Yeah. And uh, when they go to kidnap him in front of a bunch of fans, Rivers decides, no, I actually don't want to do this. Pulls the mask down on uh, on uh, Patrick, I think it is, and goes, hey, Fall Out Boy's trying to kidnap me. And the entire thing then is like all these other fans are chasing after Fall Out Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but they have a show to get to that night as well. So they're like trying to get to the venue while get, like running away from other fans basically and it's just like they like they have body cams on them like for the prank so it's like showing like their escape like through the body cams and whatnot as well and um this sounds like a 15 year old girl's fever dream it's pretty honestly. funny though it is pretty <laughs> funny um and uh i guess as we had broke uh 2 weeks ago as well joe troman is taking just a break from uh, the band just for mental health reasons, which mm-hmm. we hope uh, we we wish Joe the best, obviously, and yeah. um, take your take take hopes he yeah, hopes that he takes his time. Uh, but we're excited to see him back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's not in both of these music videos. Actually, sorry, I shouldn't say that. He's not initially in both of these music videos. Uh, the never or the <laughs> the never ending story music video, the love from the other side video. Um, it starts with uh, with Grandpa Pete saying like, oh yeah, they turned Joe into a giant raccoon. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this guy in this raccoon costume in uh, Joe's spot the entire time with his guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's just like, like, the raccoon just shows up every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but otherwise it primarily follows Patrick, Pete, and uh, Andy, the drummer. And then uh, in Heartbreak Feels So Good, they address it right off the top as well because it's like the three guys are in a in a van before going to kidnap Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. And uh, I think Andy is the one who asks, like, where's where's Joe? And I think Pete just goes, like, he, he, Joe's doing J- Joe stuff. I, I, I don't know. You know Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, there, there is a little Joe surprise at the end of it. So I'll, I'll, I'll tease you with that, Carter. Okay, but, cool. Um. Good. Yeah, so I I mean the music videos are peak follow up boy. The music is peak follow up boy. Yeah. Um it's just all fantastic. So mm-hmm. I've I've been I've been loving it so far. Yeah, it's been good. And uh if you're out there listening and you have also been enjoying this so far, uh Follow Up Boy has released a series of uh tour dates from June twenty first to August sixth, primarily in the States. And they start in Chicago, um, hit various other places, Texas, Dallas. They got three California dates uh, starting July 1st, which will be 
uh, Chula Vista, and then Los Angeles and Mountain View, California. Um, yeah, various other states and cities around everywhere. Atlanta. Eventually, they make it to Toronto. So if you're listening from Eastern Canada, July 30th. Um, and then a couple dates in New York, Mass- Boston, Massachusetts, and a couple dates in New Jersey as well. Yeah. And then more to be announced soon. So uh, they had said somewhere, like more international dates. But I would assume they'd add a few more American dates in there somewhere, probably hopefully more Canadian ones. Man, if they come literally anywhere... Like from Saskatchewan West, what? Not that they'd go to Saskatchewan, but like literally anywhere, <laughs> like like BC or Alberta, I'm I am going to try my hardest to go, <laughs> depending That's on fair. when it is and how much money I can save up. Yeah, that. but I would if love if that, they came so. to Alberta, like Edmonton or Calgary, would be the the spots, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah, I would, exactly. I would definitely go for sure. Oh, so absolutely. I would, I would um, figure out some way to put money together. So yeah, um, and then the, they'll probably have like European dates as well because I know we have a few. Uh, European listeners, so probably, you know, Germany, um, the UK, the UK, probably various like France, Italy, Spain, maybe Portugal, yeah. maybe Italy, Greece, uh, probably South America. A lot of bands like to go down there. They have good followings there. Yeah. So, yeah, I would imagine that those dates will be announced at some point under the international banner. Uh, but at least for these dates that they have, um, looks like primarily they were go- are going to be touring with Bring Me the Horizon. Most of the dates involve uh, them, which... Fall Out Boy and Bring Me the Horizon? Hell yeah. That, it, like, the tour just makes me... Fall Out Boy not coming to Western Canada made me jealous. Fall Out Boy mm. with Bring Me the Horizon made me even more jealous. Fall Out Boy with yeah. Bring Me the Horizon and Alkaline Trio just got me angry at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so some of the other bands that are on just some of the dates, uh, Royal and The Serpent, although they might actually be on all of the dates, but I've, I've never heard of them, so I, I don't... No, for sure. Um, and then, as Nate said, Alkaline Trio, Newfound Glory, who I, th- I think really enjoy as well. Yep. <laughs> um, four Years Strong, The Academy Is, Games We Play, Daisy Grenade, and Car with two R's. Can you tell I'm hurting? <laughs> yes, I can. As soon as I saw the tour dates, I was like, oh, man, I hope they're coming to Canada. Like, And then I saw, like, Bring Me the Horizon. I was like, I swear to fuck if they don't come to Canada. And then I saw Alkaline Trio, Newfound Glory, uh, The yep. Academy Is. Like, I've heard you talk about all those. And I was like, okay, they're definitely not coming to Western Canada because Nate would have already texted me he had tickets. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> so uh, I scrolled through anyways, only hitting Toronto so far in Canada, but yeah, if anyone, all of our state's listeners, if they're hitting dates near you, then um, congratulations. You've uh, yeah. you've won the lottery of <laughs> places to live. I, I don't know if they've gotten tickets yet, but I'm sure uh, Richie and Corey are probably going to be going to this show. Yeah. Uh, uh, tickets are on sale. With Corey and Richie show. Th- I guess we should say this. Thursday at 10 a.m. local time um, for pre-sale, general sale Friday at 10 a.m. local time. So uh, that's your chance to get tickets if you really want. And you're, uh, you know, lucky enough to be nearby a place. Or lucky enough to have a lot of money to go wherever you want to see Follow Boy. Yeah, that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, okay, this year is actually going to be really good for uh, my playlists with new releases because, yeah, the last couple of weeks have been uh, the new Follow Boy and uh, All Time Low songs. And oh, they yeah. announced their new album as well. Mm-hmm. 
and uh what else paramore new paramore is coming out this year we've already had a yep. couple tracks from that new album mm-hmm. uh new blink 182 which are going to that show um when yep. they come to calgary that one i am psyched for uh because that'll be the three that'll be three bands out of my top five via the name like a top mm-hmm. five bands that i'll uh i'll have seen at that point yeah five um, months from now it's coming up i'm excited i'm excited yep. but uh <laughs> Yeah, Follow Boys, like that's that band that like teeters on the top five for me for sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, like to, to see them would be would be awesome as well. So yeah, for sure. But well, um, we're uh, just past the two hour mark, so I think uh, unless you have any last parting thoughts, now uh, could be a good time to wrap things up, Nate. I uh, went down the rabbit hole because um, Follow Boy made two appearances on Jimmy Kimmel in the last two weeks playing these news tracks. And yeah. I noticed, uh, you, you know me, I'm a big guitar nut as well, right? Yeah. That's just for, for for those who are wondering as well. The guitars that are sitting behind me is about half the the half the collection. I have more over here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I was noticing, I'm just like, okay, he's not playing his Gretsch Stumpomatic, like his signature guitar that he's had for years. I'm like, he's playing something different. That's kind of an interesting guitar. And so I took a look. And it, it took me a little bit of digging to figure out what it was, actually. He's playing mm-hmm. a uh, a Guild S60D um, in those, which... which... For the layman, ter- <laughs> the layman who's listening is obviously... Yeah, it's um, <laughs> just a guitar from... Uh, I, I think I it was from, from 1976 to 1984 they were made. Oh. So Guild primarily is known for their acoustic guitars, which my stepdad has one, and I love that guitar um so yeah like this was the first time i even saw like a like a guild electric actually like i i just didn't they they aren't normally out there kind of thing or out there a whole lot and uh even then like on on reverb there was only two available oh, wow. so like they're like they're kind of a, a rare guitar and even then like the the most expensive or the no sorry the cheapest one it was about 1700 american so um but yeah so i did some Damn. digging as well and figured that out so because that's nice. also the stuff that i noticed i'm like guys are using get different gear especially than what they usually do so like even pete wentz wasn't using his uh his signature uh squire fender uh p bass he was rocking a uh a music man ray um the ray 36 or 35 if i remember correctly so um and then I did double check as well because I knew if I brought up instruments at some point, you're going to be like, well, what the hell is Andy using? Uh, Sabian cymbals and a DW kit. I don't know the <sighs> specifics on everything, but I, I, I did. I was able to dig that at least. So nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good calls all around. I'm a Sabian boy myself. So yeah. So, um, but yeah, for you, Carter, definitely go watch the music videos and for everybody else. And uh, those performances on uh, Jimmy Kimmel as well were fantastic. Uh, the uh, Love from the Other Side performance uh, on Jimmy Kimmel there. Um, mm-hmm. Pete's not originally on stage, the bass player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's elsewhere rocking like the black fringe hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's walking towards the stage with a legion of black fringe haired people <laughs> <laughs> so and then he gets on stage takes off the wig he's got his long blonde hair and uh and the 
ponytail or whatever but then like all the other people that came out with him are like all standing in front so it's i was like oh yeah we're, we're going back to 2005 here <laughs> absolutely yeah cool cool stuff um well yeah i i guess uh on the next episode since this was a little bit of a different one we will be back to our regularly scheduled ducks and more hockey centric talk i mean this episode was kind of split um we'll talk all-star game and then we'll preview a couple upcoming games for the ducks uh nate oh there's a <laughs> never mind sorry <laughs> oh no i was gonna use that i was i was kind of putting that there for the for the for the lead oh, sure. a little bit. uh nate if people want to ask you more questions like how long have you been playing guitar um where can they do that at? uh well first i've been playing guitar since grade eight so what's that 12 years 13 years now grade grade eight was 12 years yeah thir- 13 turning 14 i think so yeah, 12, yeah, 12, 13 years. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, any more questions, guitar or other music related, I'd be happy to talk about it. Uh, you can message me or tweet me uh, on Twitter at Tate Namas, T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S. Yeah. Um, also, I'm sure you can uh, rant to him about how dumb the All-Star game is too, because I know yep. he's not alone in that feeling. <laughs> um, and you know what? I'm a pretty good listener, so... Feel free to DM me at Carter underscore Potts, P-O-T-T-S underscore 97 if you just want to feel heard about how much you hate the All-Star game as well. <laughs> um, I'm also down to talk follow-up for it too. Uh, at, I already said that. At Quack Report Pod is everything else on all of the handles. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll see you later and go Pacific Division go. Go Pacific Division.